Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. On a very serious note, and this is something actually because, I, as you all know, I'm a bit of a Coronation Street fan. Um, it's actually a storyline in Coronation Street at the moment where a young lad has been kind of black, well not, he's being blackmailed at the moment, but he was catfished. Uh, he's 16 years of age into sending a naked photograph of himself to a girl who didn't actually exist. It was some of the lads in school winding him up and now they're blackmailing him that they'll send the video viral. So it is a good storyline at the moment, but it ties in with this story that girls under the age of 13 are facing growing pressure to send classmates naked images. And this is according to a poll, by the way, in the UK. The survey says that more than 5,000 pupils found 6 in 10 girls and 3 in 10 in ten boys had been asked to share a nude by somebody else. And more than half of the girls, and nearly a third of boys, said they had been sent nudes or nearly nude images. And the research by not just flirting in partnership with the PHSE Association also found that over a third of girls survey had been asked to send a nude image when they were 13 years of age or under. Now remembering of course, by the way, this is illegal. If your child, well I say child, if you're an adult child or your teenage child is 17, asks a girl of, say, his girlfriend who's 15, maybe she's only two years younger, to send him a nude, that's illegal. That's child pornography. And they can be charged with it. And the number's 087-188-008. Maybe it's happened to one of your children. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, a child of yours has done something like that and it's gone viral or something has happened. We'd like to hear about it. But in the interim, Alex Cooney, who's the CEO of CyberSafe Ireland, is on the line. Alex, I'm quite shocked by these figures, although I'm not surprised, but I am quite shocked that that many girls and boys, particularly more girls than boys, had been asked or kind of badgered into sending nude pictures. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. These are shocking numbers, and we and we do need to reflect on them. But you know, equally, that they're not that surprising. I mean, we've been gathering data on eight to twelve year olds for the last six years through our education program. You know, and we're seeing some of these trends, and we're seeing that children are regularly contacted by people they don't know online. For example, uh, they're regularly encountering content that's you know upsetting them uh, in in some way. And, you know, they're being asked to send images in some cases as well. And, and it is really concerning, and especially those under 13 who are very young and vulnerable. So we have a lot of work to do to educate young people around, you know, what they're sharing and the implications mm-hmm. of what they're sharing. But equally, equally, we need to do more to protect them in those online environments so, you know, that it's a lot harder to send and receive this stuff. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not something we ever had to contest with, Alex, because in my day, we didn't have mobile phones and cameras. Everybody has a camera on their fingertips now. You had to go and find your father's camera in the house. So we didn't have those pressures. And there's a huge amount of pressure because I suppose it's a social pressure. Some girl is going out with a guy and his mates and his mates are saying, go on, send her, tell her to send you a picture. And she feels she kind of has to because that's what they do. And, you know, sending pics of, you know, bits of their bodies or whatever it happens to be. Even with guys, by the way, I'm even surprised that a third of boys said they had sent nude images or felt pressured into sending nude images. Uh, Three out of every ten boys. That's even surprised me, although it ties in with the storyline. I don't know whether you watch Coronation Street or not, but it does tie in with that storyline at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's even a name, dick pics, right? Like This is something that we're we're hearing more and more. And and again, we're coming across these incidents in primary schools where these kinds of images are shared. And it, it is so important to get across this, this uh, message that we really need to think about the ramifications of what we're sharing. So since last year, we have a new piece of legislation, which is commonly known as COCA's law. 
So not only do we have the Sexual Offences Act, which you which you referred to earlier, just making it illegal to even hold uh, 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 those sorts of images on our devices or share them, we now have a law which says if we if if you know, if you share the, an intimate image uh, with the intention to cause harm, or even without that intention to cause harm, you can you can face uh, court court or jail. Mm-hmm. So you know that we are clamping down a little bit, and we are. And, I, and here on the show, we're very proud to be part of the implementation of that law because Jackie Fox is a very good friend of the show and was in at the very early stages, sadly, when her daughter took her life. And uh, we helped to get that piece of legislation across the line. So we're, all, we're very proud of that here at the radio station as well, uh, being part of that. And it's a wonderful piece of legislation that certainly might help. Uh, you, I don't know whether you were listening to the news there a few minutes ago, but uh, I suppose the likes of Instagram, etc., are bringing in new regulations around, you know, young kids joining Instagram, which 13 is the age, where they will have to verify their age. Now, mind you, it does say they can get a friend to vouch for them, which kind of lets them off the hook a little bit. Is, is that going to make a difference, even the age limits on on uh, social media? Well, what I can tell you for sure is they're not working now, right? Because they all have at least 13 as a minimum age requirement. And we're serving, the children that we survey are all under that minimum age requirement. And 84% of them in our last survey, uh, and this was almost 4,000 children, 84% of them had their own social media instant messaging account. So clearly, and all of those children were under 13. So clearly it doesn't work. And, and why, why, sorry Alex for interrupting you, but why are they not doing something about it? Because... The argument that, oh, there's not a lot we can do, it's difficult, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, if you go to sign up for Revolut, they insist, for example, you send them a photograph of your passport or your driver's license, and they have automatic recognition software that can validate that, et cetera, et cetera. So if a big organisation, like a banking organisation, like Revolut can do it, or other big official organisations, why can't social media do it? Oh, they could be doing more. I mean, they and they will say that they are. And, you know, the likes of TikTok will tell us about the number of under 13 accounts that they've closed and so on. But again, going back to our data, 47% of the children that we surveyed were on TikTok and they were all under 13. So, and, and, and unfortunately, what I see is a lot of these safeguards, you know, as good as they are, they are effectively sticking classes because as long as you are making it easy for children to access those, access those online services below the minimum age requirements, then, you know, you're really not addressing the problem head on. And, and I suppose the ramifications for, say, you know, a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old who feels pressured, be it a girl or a boy, for that matter, who feels pressured, you know, to send, you know, a new boyfriend or girlfriend. Because, look, we all know we start dating in and around that age as we start feeling the urges and everything else to mm-hmm. date around that age. And they feel this urge or this pressure to send a nude picture or a dick pic, as you call it, you know, to a girl or a boy. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's been sent to, you know, hundreds of friends and posted online and people, you know, laughing at them and sneering at them. It's very difficult to explain that to them, that when you take that picture, you might as well be hanging it up in the middle of O'Connell Street. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be devastating. I mean, the consequences of these things. And, and, and that's the thing that we need to, to get across to, to young people. Uh, it, and I'm, I'm really glad that we have this new piece of legislation since last year. And, and congratulations to the show for your support in getting that across the line, because it really was much needed legislation. You know, it, there was a huge gap there. So it was important that that was addressed. But I think we, I mean, there's evidence to show that children don't, you know, the, the whole kind of rationale and logic part of their brain, the, the bits that help them make those decisions, doesn't fully develop until they're about 21. So, you know, we're asking a lot of children to be able to understand what the consequences could be of something far off into the future. You know, it may seem harmless at the time. It may be that you're sending it to someone you trust. Maybe it's your current boyfriend or girlfriend, but it's, it, the, the problem is it's all too easy uh, for that stuff to go viral. And 
it, it, it does put young people in a vulnerable situation. So we, we you know, ideally we you know we need to tell young people to not share this stuff at all. Um, but equally, and to, to ensure if they are that there is, you know, that it's not bringing, there's no face or you know, it's not um, showing uh, their ident- identity in any way. You know, so, so that there is deniability. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the key message is don't share the stuff because of the potential ramifications. And, and um, there, there is legal implications as well, as I mentioned in the intro there. You know, if you're if you're sending a picture to somebody and you're 15 years of age or 14 years of age, they, I mean, it's essentially child pornography. So there is legal Im- implications to that as well. There's a Child Sexual Offences Act, yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. It is uh, it, it is illegal to, to have it on your device, to share it. Uh, absolutely. So we do need to do more work there as well. But unfortunately, and COVID, by the way, has exacerbated this problem. I mean, the online enticement report, so there's a, there's a body in the U.S. called NECMEC, and they monitor all of this, and they, get, they have a cyber tip line, it's called. So they're monitoring reports, and the increase from 2019 to 2021 was exponential in terms of people uh, contacting uh, children online for this purpose to gather sexual uh, images and videos. It was, there was an exponential increase in that time because children were online far more than they normally would be. They probably weren't getting the levels of supervision. They were looking for ways to interact socially online. And people with an unhealthy interest in children knew this and were actively targeting them uh, for this. And, you know, they spread the net wide. So they will use a range of different channels anywhere that children will be. So, you know, mm-hmm. we need to do more to, to get across these messages of, of, uh, of the online environment and the risks that there are there. As, as much as there are opportunities, there are risks. And I suppose the main thing is, is let's not wait for the, you know, these private companies or social media companies to take action or the government to take action. It's up to us as parents, isn't it, really? So, I mean... Should we be more proactive? We almost feel embarrassed to turn around to our 13-year-old and say, uh, can I have your phone, please? And, well, and, and have a look through it. You know, you feel like, it's like many, many years ago, people say, well, you wouldn't look at your daughter's diary. You know, but I think it's important, isn't it, that you randomly, or at least they're aware that you can look at it at any time. Well, what I would say, and I say this as a parent of a sixth classer, you know, so I'm exactly in this position. Uh, I would say we need to be having these conversations well before they hit 13, because in, in reality, they're getting devices well before they hit 13. And it may not be the smartphone, but it's probably a tablet or a games console, which, which also connect to the Internet and also give them that access. So, yes, we absolutely need to be doing a lot more as parents. But I don't want to put it all on parents. I don't think it's fair to do so, because who is profiting from all this time that we're spending offline? You know, it's those big companies. They're, they're profiting enormously uh, from our time and our content and our and our mm-hmm. information, so we do need to put more in this there. It isn't fair to put it all on parents. So we need societal change. We need legislation. We need uh, industry to be playing their part, and you know, not uh, making children vulnerable in their online environments. And we need parents to be really actively parenting on this too. I, I know you're saying it's not ultimately the parents' responsibility, but we are the last line of defence, really, aren't we? Because it seems, unfortunately, from what we've seen over the last few years, and sadly with young people, the rise in young people taking their own lives too because of these kind of pressures, um, the social media companies, as you rightly said, are there to make a profit. They don't really seem to care too much. It, oh, sorry, I do think it's parents' responsibility. Absolutely, there is a huge responsibility on parents, but I don't want to put it all on parents. Okay. And I think a lot of parents feel overwhelmed and actually they feel that their parent, their children know more than they do. So they're on the back foot. And as you said earlier, we, are, we weren't parented on this when we were children. So this is a whole new frontier in many ways of parenting. And there are things that we're doing offline as parents in, in children's best interests that we're not replicating online. So things, you know, boundaries that we can put in place that would really help. Like, for example, your, young, your younger kids, 
you know, that they can't be on their devices in their bedrooms with the doors shut, you know, because the parent or guardian is really excluded from what's going on in those cases. So have them in family spaces, keep an eye on them, you know, uh, have, have device-free times as well. You know, there are things, and it's all important conversations because, you know, we should be talking to kids about this stuff from a young age, you know, making them aware of, you know, the many fantastic things, because kids are obviously hugely enthusiastic about being able to go online and the access to the online world, but also kind of bringing across the importance of being, you know, good critical thinkers in that online space. You know, who am I talking to? Is this content real? Uh, what is, what is it? you know, I don't feel comfortable seeing this stuff, so you know, I'm going to go and talk to a trusted adult. We really need to encourage children and equip them with the skills and knowledge so that they can um, manage themselves in the online environment and in the event that they, they, they can't, that they can go to a, a trusted adult. So I do think parents mm-hmm. have a hugely important role to play, but I just think it's, we also need to be putting a lot more responsibility on these companies who are profiting so much from our time and attention. I, I suppose if parents are listening today and they've got the kids in the car or the kids at home or they're waiting to pick them up from school, I suppose a good way to do that would be to say, oh, did you see the news today? A shocking story there that, you know, so many girls have been asked to send pictures. You've never been asked to do anything like that, have you? And and, and if you did, you, you would come and tell mum and dad, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I, do, and I think it's important to not just relate it to the, the, the scary negative stories, but just a normal conversation that we have, you know, long before even you give them that device, you know, the things that we need to be thinking about, the stuff that we might come across online. You know, the, the reality is lots of kids are, are accessing things like porn online as well, so well before uh, I know, you know, I know. we want them to, you know, and, and it's not just porn, there's, there's more and more extreme porn, and, you know, and... It, it, it is a very difficult thing to manage, but equally it's forcing us to have conversations maybe before we, w- we w- would really like to, but important that we do, do so in an age-appropriate way. So you may not be using the word porn, for example. You may say, look, um, you know, let, let's talk about consent or boundaries or, you know, uh, if there's anything that ever makes you feel uncomfortable, please come and talk to me because we can sort it out together, which is such an important thing. just mustn't feel alone. And on that note, finally, if you know, in relation to you know the, this kind of sending of nude pictures or pressures of nude pictures, if your child came to you and tells you that someone has asked them to send a nude, what would you recommend parents do in that situation? If they come to the child and ask. No, if the, if the child comes to you as a parent and says, "Listen, you know, you know, Johnny in the school is, you know, I'm really embarrassed that they asked me to send a picture of me naked," you know, what would you do? What what would you recommend to a parent? Would you recommend parents go to the guards? Well, the first thing I would do is um, congratulate that child for coming and be really supportive and really encouraging and obviously saying, no, absolutely, don't don't share it because we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable online. And, you know, these are the ways that it you know, could, could go across platforms. That, you know, it might be there forever, you know, that image of you. And when you're, you know, you know haunting you into the future, so, you know, congratulating them on coming and talking to you and making it as easy as possible and supportive as possible. I mean, I think it really depends who's asking. If it's a classmate, that's asking. I mean, because we don't want to um, criminalise children if we don't, you know, if, if we don't need to. Like if it's an adult asking, then that's completely different. Of course, yes. The but if if it's a child in the class, I mean, probably the first one call would be uh, to the school uh, to talk about it with with them because it's something they may need to address with the whole class. You know, something that we need to, you know, in general, not the specific incident, but in general, we need to be talking about these things. Yeah, because it, it is a form of bullying to some. It is a form of bullying to some degree. I well, mean, if it's they're being yeah. pressured into sending something, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, yeah. And, and that is not, you know, it's really important that, you know, we don't want any images that are shared without consent, and especially not this sort of image. You know, this, this can be so harmful. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the air, and thank you very much indeed for talking to us. Some good advice there for parents. Alex Cooney, CEO of CyberSafe Kids. Thanks very much indeed. Um, and if your child has ever been asked for an image, 
uh, naked or they come to you, as Alex rightly said, firstly support them and congratulate them. When I say congratulate them, thank them for coming to you because it's very important that your children can talk to you. And then obviously Alex said, well, it depends on who's who's asked. If it's a young a young child that's asked them as a young child, they'll ask you what to do is criminalise children. But certainly you need to be going to the school and talking to the school about that or talking to the child's parents who asked about that and saying, look, this is not on. This can't happen. Um, somebody says, hi, please don't mention my name. My daughter was 14. And a 17-year-old boy convinced her to send nudes and he sent them to multiple friends and Tussla got involved. And my poor daughter was interrogated by a vanguard and it wasn't and wasn't allowed to go in. I wasn't allowed to go in with her. Uh, so any young one who's something put into this situation like this, please think again. It's not worth the fallout afterwards. Thank you for bringing up the subject now. Well, that's quite shocking, by the way, if it's not being dealt with properly. Now, I'm not a bit surprised when it comes to Tusla, but I'm a little bit surprised that the female guard you believe didn't deal with the situation properly. And if your child was 14 years of age, I see no reason why you shouldn't, as a guardian, be present. I believe by law, by the way, you're entitled to be present if your daughter is being interrogated by a guard at 14 years of age. I would imagine, actually, that would be the law, wouldn't it? If she's 14 years of age, she should be present. The guardian or parent should have to be present. Uh, some of the WhatsApp messages, by the way, coming in uh, online uh, here as well. WhatsApp voice notes. And by the way, if you've ever had this experience or your child has ever had this experience, uh, please let us know. We'd like to know. Hi, Niall. Um, with regard to the uh, age limits or max, uh, minimum age for social media for kids of 13 and a, an adult being able to vote for them, I know for a fact that parents will feel under pressure by their children or by their children saying that every other child, their parents let them on it. Because at the moment, I know that my child is on Snapchat and he shouldn't be. You know, he's almost 13. Um, he's on Instagram, not too bothered with that, but it's mainly Snapchat that he's on and I know he shouldn't be. So. If it comes to it, if he asks me, I would probably say, yeah, you can, you know, because that's how I communicate with my friends. So what happens? You'll only have the odd parents, very rare parents who will actually say, no, you're not going on it. And that's it. That'll be very few and far between because that's how kids communicate now. They don't text anymore. They don't do any of this prehistoric stuff. They're on Snapchat, they're on WhatsApp. So I don't know how they will get around that unless they police it better. Well, see, it's not really in their interest to police it better, is it really, to be honest with you, because they make money out of it and the more bodies they have essentially on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, uh, the better for them. They're reluctant to remove people. Now, Alex did mention that TikTok recently had announced they, on a regular basis, remove children under the age of 13 from their platform. But I don't believe they're very active in doing that. I don't believe a lot of these uh, platforms are active in doing that because it's not in their interest. Because everybody who's logged in is a number. And, you know, as I did say to Alex, I do believe we are the front line as parents. It is our duty. Now, it is, they have a responsibility. I'm not saying they don't. Just like, for example, we have a responsibility, particularly here for the breakfast show in the morning, where there'll be a lot of kids in the car. You know, Colin and Lucy have a responsibility that the content that they put out is, you know, reasonably child friendly. A little bit of double meanings every now and again, but reasonably child friendly because of the type of show it is. And, and social media should be the same. But there doesn't need to be regulation around it. But... So if it's our responsibility, and I hear from parents all the time, I can't really ask to look at their phone. They're 14 or 15 now. Why can't you ask? Well, why can't you just suddenly, 
to a 15 year old for example just say um, can I have your phone please oh what can I have your phone please what's the password no, I, I, okay, don't, I don't mean to do it like that. That's a bit abrupt. But obviously doing it a better way. You know, can I look to your phone, please? I just want to check, make sure everything's okay with you. Would you do that? Would a, As a parent, are you embarrassed to do that? Now, people do compare it with, you know, many years ago, they say, oh, well, if I had diaries, my mother wouldn't look at my diaries. But it's not quite the same thing, is it? There's, there's a lot more dangers on the internet. Your diary was yours. Nobody else saw it. You didn't go to show it to the world. Whereas with your social media, you're showing stuff to the world. And, well... Your friends, inverted commas, if that's what you want to call all 5,000 of them. So you're showing stuff to the world. And it could end up being shown to the world, literally. If your child does something silly and puts up a picture of themselves naked or something like that, God knows where it could end up. Or doing something silly. Then they end up getting bullied. So I want to ask you a question. And the question I'm asking you is, as a parent, do you believe you have the right, I believe you give that you have certainly have the legal right because they're they're your children until they're eighteen years of age and you're their guardian. But do you believe it's right, morally right, even, or would it damage the relationship with your child if you asked for their password and looked through their tablet or their phone if they were say fifteen years of age? That's a kind of age where they're starting to branch out into a little bit of independence. So at fifteen years of age, would you dream of looking at their phone? What about 14? What, what's the age where you stop looking? The number is 87 What's the age whereby you stop actually looking at their phone? I'm just curious now. Well, I'd say a lot of the reason why we don't ask the kids to look at their phone is we're afraid of what we might see. And then challenging them over it is going to be another massive topic because you won't get through to them and they'll just keep coming back with stuff. You'll end up losing out with the fight with them. Cheers, pal. All right, so let us know how you feel about that, by the way, and, and if any of that has ever happened to your children or maybe they've been in a situation online where they've got themselves into a bit of spot of bother because you weren't probably watching. And I'm not blaming parents, by the way, for not doing it because there's a huge amount of pressure. I've seen it all the time with people, you know, and they won't ask the child for the phone or if they do, the child throws a strap and won't even give the password. And this is like 13 or 14-year-olds. Um, you know, I, I don't get it. And to be honest with you, if your child is under 13, they shouldn't be on social media. That's the rule. That's the law. That's the way it should be. But sadly, as Alex pointed out, 85% of children under the age of 13 are on social media. So does that mean 85% of parents are bad parents? Because they're letting their children go on social media. Don't say you don't know about it. You're the one who bought them the phone. They're your child. You should be looking. So what's the problem? Why are we not looking at their phones? I don't know. Um, your parents, when you were young, would find out where you were if you went out during the day, wouldn't they? The number is 087 Shane says, by the way, I'm a guard in Dublin, a Dublin station, obviously a Dublin guard station, and the amount of cases we get involving 14 and 15-year-olds who are exchanging explicit pictures with others and adults is crazy. He said parents need to cop on. Uh, Lorna, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Lorna? Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Laura, I mean, would you ask it? I mean, when I say would you ask, we all should. But is it okay? Is it easy to ask a child to look at their phone? Um, I generally, I've got four kids. Only three of them have phones. Um, but, um, yeah, no, my oldest is uh, almost 14. And I generally, she could be walking past me on the stairs or whatever. I can think, you look at your phone. What? Come on, hand it over. Spot checks. You knew the rules when you got it. 
and sure enough she hands it over and, and I have a look through it and, and see what's you know what's going on and what's not and uh, yeah I was listening to, to a couple of people say it's very hard to say no or to buckle under the pressure of this whole Snapchat business and it was only the day before yesterday I had this argument again with my daughter yeah. <laughs> about Snapchat with my oldest um, but all my friends have it they all want to know why I don't have it and that's not fair ma'am and I said well to be honest with you Pat I said anybody who wants you to have that app so badly where they, your messages are instantly deleted, where there's no record of it, or as it is a reason they want you to have that. As it is a reason they want to be able to say whatever it might be, not necessarily be bullying or just maybe inappropriate or not age appropriate or whatever. Mm-hmm. As it, there is a reason they are so desperate for you to have that. Oh, they said they want me in the class Snapchat group and whatever. I said, look, if they want to talk to you that badly, you have WhatsApp and you have standard messaging and text messages and whatever. You know, I said, even with WhatsApp, I find with children, with young children, it can yeah. be particularly dangerous because you've got children who get in a group, say, of, say, 10 kids, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, you know, they get booted out of the group. Because yeah, they, I've had that. Uh, and and they're devastated because they're booted out of the group. They get back in again yeah. and somebody else becomes the popular kid. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think even that in itself can be a little bit of a risk for a child, for a young child. But Absolutely. In, but, but in saying that, there's a huge amount of pressure, Lorna, for these kids to be in these groups. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like my 10-year-old got her first phone during the lockdown. She was feeling very isolated and lonely and stuff. Um, so it was our birthday. We gave in. We we got a for her. We let her have WhatsApp so she could message her friends over, you know, yeah. while while in the house and that. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, you know, within the blink of an eye, there was group WhatsApps and stuff. And she came to me all upset one day, and she'd been booted out. It's the exclusion. It was whatever had gone on. Oh, whoever created it, she kicked me out of the WhatsApp group. I said, well, that's it. I said, there. Are, I said, WhatsApp groups are banned. I do spot checks on all the phones. As WhatsApp groups are banned, but my husband and I went away one evening, um, and my mum was looking after them. My daughter came to me the next day, my ten-year-old, and she was really kind of, you could see. I said, "What's wrong with you?" And she said, "One of my friends started texting me, mum, and I, I don't really know what to, to do about the messages." And I said, "Well, okay." I said, "Can I see your phone?" And because of course WhatsApp is the voice clips as you play yeah. on the show as well, and yeah, and it was um. This other child basically saying she has feelings for her and two girls and she has feelings for her. Now, my... my at 10? At 10. And, it, um, like, she didn't know. My daughter didn't know what to do about it. She didn't know how to handle it. She would be completely uncomfortable with that type but of thing. But well done anyway, to her for she, coming to you, by the way. That, yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. And we and we praised her. We praised her for it, you know. And we said to her, look, you don't need to worry about this. It's fine. I'll, I'll take it from here. You know, I'll talk to this kid's mom and, and stuff. Um it was a really awkward conversation with the other mother as well, you know. And how did the, um, other, how did the other mother take? Now, not that it was her fault either, but how did, how did she no. take? How did she take it? Obviously, just to like keep an eye on the situation. Yeah, she was she was more um, shocked that possibly, you know, maybe her daughter was uh, was possibly you know shown early signs of kind of same sex relationships and yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course, her, at that age. Really, yeah. She said, out of all of mine, I, I really wouldn't have thought that of her and. You know, I wouldn't have assumed that about her. And, and, and so she got, she had a crush on your daughter, essentially. Yeah. Well, th- this is what she was yeah. telling her. She when she said, "Well, look, I don't check her phone." She said, "But I will." The next day, I got a message off her uh, thanking me for bringing it to her attention. Um, she'd found other things on her daughter's phone that she wasn't overly pleased with. Um, you know, and and she addressed the issue with her. As it turns out, it was her idea of a wind up. 
Um, okay. Now, that wind-up had, you know, really gotten to, to my little one, you know. Um, okay, so she was she just mocking, yeah, she was making fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, you know. You know um, or catfishing, but, as they call it nowadays, isn't that what they call it? Yeah, that's it. And, but, it, you know, I think it's a great subject to have on the radio because my oldest was in the car with me when, when you first started talking about it. And she heard the dick pic again. She went, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> and then that's uh, did you notice? By the way, I didn't say it. I waited for Alex yeah. to say it. <laughs> She'll get away with it. I won't. Um, and then that started a conversation between she and I about if if this ever comes about. I said, "You just take it straight to me or your dad." You know, I said, "You, you, you know, I said, there's, there's real." Well, well I'm delighted by the way that. that the topic of conversation raised the conversation in the car between you and your daughter. Yeah. because yeah. that's exactly what it's meant to do, and I, and I think that's a good thing for. A happen and I would like to think that it happened more across the country too with other children and their parents in the car maybe today but I mean so you think at 13 it's perfectly fine and I completely agree with you at 13 you should be taking the phone and I I think I will be as you know as she gets older and she wants this more level of maturity I mean I have it on my phone that I mean she can't download enough she couldn't download Snapchat and hide it within a folder in her phone because when she downloads an app I get an email to my private email account so-and-so has downloaded whatever the name of the app is. So mm-hmm. there's no way of her doing it without me knowing. Um, now, some people would say that's, you know, helicopter parenting and micromanaging. No, it's not. It's, it's good it's parenting. Protecting, it's protecting her. Yeah, and I always reiterate for her, my first and only job that matters in this world is to protect you and to provide for you. And I said, if you may not like that, I won't let you have Snapchat or whatever the case may be. I'm sure it'll be something else before they're much older. Well, I mean, we did it ourselves as parents, just not with the same technology. There was different technology, well, there was no technology when I was a child. But your parents, when you came home, your mother wanted to know where you were, what you were doing, who you were with. I mean, Absolutely, it's the same, it's the same yeah. thing where, I mean, as a parent, you're entitled to know these things. And, it, and by the way, you have a duty to know it. Absolutely. That's your job. Okay, but, and what age, by the way, Lorna, you know, you said your oldest now was 14, was it? Was it? She's almost 14, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what age do you say to yourself, okay, at this point it's invading their privacy? What age I, I do you stop of, looking? Yeah, I think around 17, I think I'll stop looking. That's, that's when she, you know, she's developing possibly relationships and, and things like that, you know. And, and, and it is, it's, it's a step away from adulthood. And, you know, I'd like to think at that stage I've taught her enough and she feels confident enough. 17, is that me. a little bit old, would you say? I, I would have probably said 16, maybe, because at that point they I start liking think, boys and stuff, you know. I, I see, I, th- I still think you're, you know, just from, not to stereotype, but I think your 16-year-old daughter possibly dating, I mean, I, had, I was 16 with a 16-year-old boyfriend and I definitely would have been more mature than him. You know, they start putting on the pressure for, you know, nudes and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. They may buckle under it, yeah. you know, and if, if the thing that for whatever reason, because they were in a relationship, she felt she couldn't come and talk to me about it. I want to know if this has taken place because she is still a child. You know, again, yeah. she may she may not like it. She may never thank. Well, someday when she has her own children, she will thank me for it. You know, <laughs> but yeah. she will un- at the very least, hopefully, understand that I am only just protecting her. Let's well, stay there for a second because I want to go to. Then we want to know our conversations. I don't want to know about our conversations. Of course, no, well, not the content of our conversations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But sorry, let, let me just go to Yvonne as well. Yvonne, you're an Ireland's classic hits. Yvonne, Hi guys, how you, are you? You have a twelve year old. Yeah. Okay, and she has a smartphone. He. Oh, he he has a smartphone. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. And um, is he on social media? He's on Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. Now the rule before he got the phone was that I could take the phone at any stage throughout any time of the day, whenever, and just now. And also, as that girl said, I do have a thing where he needs 
if he tries to download something, it comes up on my phone that he needs his parents' permission and then I have to put in a password before. And what, just by the way, just for other parents listening who've heard both of you mention that now, what is, is that an app you have or yeah, is that family share? I think it's Google. Um, yeah, yeah I, I have sure a Google. I think Google uh, offers it when you start, because when you start setting up these things for the child and you put their date of birth in, these things come up to say, you know, oh, okay. we All offer right. you this thing for parental controls and stuff like that. So okay. Okay. okay, I went with that. So he knew he, he he knew that before he got the phone that, that was the the deal. And you do have to keep an eye on it definitely because and it's only even little things that they don't even understand themselves. As you say, when they're in groups with other kids and they're talking about kids that aren't in the group and they don't realise that other kids in the group are screenshotting these conversations and then they're bringing it into school and they're Yeah, look know, what Johnny said about you yesterday. Yeah, it yeah, opens yeah. up a whole other side so you do and they don't understand that part of it, you know, they don't, they really don't get that part of it, like, so. Yeah, they, they, just, they don't understand the ramifications of the negativity they that they might see. No. And have you, have you ever found anything inappropriate on his phone that you kind of, well, I, now, I, that, not that he I would have understood. very inappropriate, no, but he, on one of the conversations, one day, and it was only a little thing now, but I made a big thing out of it, but he had used the F word in a, con- in a conversation with right. his friends. <laughs> okay. And when I opened the thing and I showed it to him, I said, what's that about? And he says, that's not me. I said, it was you because it says me, you know, like it would be Johnny, yeah, Jack, yeah, and then me. I said, me is you. That's you sending that message. And his whole face went red. Then it was, And I took the phone then for a couple of days and said, you're not having it if that's Children are unbelievable, isn't it? When you catch them in the act and you say, did you do that? No, I didn't I do that. You, yeah. <laughs> You know, and the, sometimes they can't understand how you're not believing the lie that they're telling you. <laughs> I know. And they will tell you a barefaced lie. Yeah, you could literally have a photograph of them doing it. And they'll say, no, that, that, that's yeah. not me. It's just someone looks like me. <laughs> yeah, you know, but no, and at the moment he's fairly innocent enough, like, you know, but... Mm. What do you, what do you say to parents, uh, you know, who don't look at their children's phones. They just trust well, their see, children. Like, no, I don't. Like, yeah, obviously, there probably are parents who trust their children. But I think a lot of parents aren't really, they're not up to, up to scratch on all the new technical stuff. So they wouldn't, like I have friends who wouldn't have a clue how to get into a certain app or how to download something. Or, so they have no idea at all at all what the kids have access to or how they're managing it. Or, Do you think you we know, have, a, you, have we a duty as parents? Have we a duty until, well, Lorna Billy in 17, but even maybe 16, have we a duty to look at their phones randomly I, or at I least let them think we should? 16 as well. Now, I, I have a 21-year-old as well, and, like, he kind of just missed out on the, the kind of... Technology, yeah. Yeah, he did. Like, I mean, all that wouldn't have been around when he was younger, 12, 13. I really didn't have to worry about it. So by the time it did come around, he was too old anyway to be snooping. Yeah, yeah. But now I do have an older daughter who's 26, but she has an intellectual learning disability. And that's another thing that completely of course, of doesn't course. come up at all at all. And she's one of my worst. I have to track her accounts, like because she would be quite vulnerable, I suppose. Yes, because yeah, to the point where she thinks she thought at one stage that she was in love with Joey from Friends because he was messaging her oh, on her messenger account. Yeah, right. Okay. And she was fully convinced that it was him. Okay, but it was just somebody pretending to be him. Oh obviously. yeah, somebody yeah. pretending. Yeah, she's had all different celebrities, and you're trying to explain to her like that's not real. You know, life. Joey from Friends isn't. Yeah. Isn't at home messaging you. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> but listen, ladies, it's been lovely talking to you both of you. Thank you very much indeed, Yvonne and Lorna. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087-188-0008. Robbie, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Robbie? How are you doing? Uh, Robbie, so, I mean, is it okay to check, you know, the child's phone and up to what age is the right age? Absolutely it is, yes. 100%. And that woman who was on fourth, I can't remember her name, where she was saying that some people are saying it's an invasion of privacy. Absolutely, it's not. It's being a parent and it's making sure that there's not 
stuff on the phone that shouldn't be on the phone, you know. And I 100% agree with her that she should be looking at it, or the husband or the wife or whoever should be monitoring it, you know, but not not stalking it either in a sense. But like, I mean, the, like, Noel, you were a 16 year old, 15 year old boy, and so was I, and we were like, let's go inquisitive for this time of the day, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, and, and by the way, girls are no angels either, let's just say as well. Of course. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't, no, I don't want to make this all about it because even on the poll, it suggests more girls than boys, but I don't want to make it all about girls because boys can get inveigled into doing this stuff as well. Yeah. Absolutely, they can, yeah. And um, one of my daughters was telling me that one of the, the lads in their school, which won't be mentioned, <laughs> sent out a picture and it was sent out to every group in the school like you know so it is and that was it, quite embarrassing very, for him I'm sure yeah yeah absolutely you know and, and there is that thing called peer pressure but I mean I, th- I think the parents who are saying oh, you can't be nosy leave them alone let them be are the ones who probably their kids are the ones who are going to do it as well you know and how will they feel if their kids do it and if, if they didn't check the phone or if they did check the phone even, they could have stopped this from happening, you know what I mean? So are you, are you are you neglecting, say, under the age of, say, 15 or 16, whatever, are you being neglectful in your duties as a parent not to look? Um, I think in a sense you are, absolutely, because we're the, we're the parents who grew up, a lot of the parents who have those teenage kids were, were the, the, the teenagers of the 80s, and we didn't have any of this technology, you know? And uh, I'm not saying the 80s were better today, well, I'm just saying that we didn't have that technology then, that we do now, so it's a different thing, and it's a new for parents that it, it hadn't been around before, and now it's a new phenomenon. And let's be honest, it is because they're absolutely everywhere, all these different apps, and you know, what the Snapchat and TikTok and Instagram, and oh God, I'm sure there's a teenager there can name another ten. Well, I mean, you have to keep an eye on them, and you have to be, you have to be precious about it in a sense, because you know, one thing like that can ruin somebody's life. And we've already, unfortunately, had that conversation with a the lady there at the very, very start of this conversation about children committing suicide over these things, you know? And it's just the whole thing of parents, like my, my daughters, I'm not saying, oh, I'm great and all that, but my daughters know they can come and talk to me and my wife about anything. Now, I'm not saying that they will, but we have had conversations in relation to different things in the past and we started out issues mm-hmm. that have, a, have a came up over somebody calling me mean, up to, you know, somebody bullying me, you know? These different things, you, you work them out, and you have to be that parent, not the best friend. And I know you've said this before, you can't be the child's best friend. No, you but can't. What you can, but what you can be is you, you be the parent where the child can go. Do, I, can I've go said this, and, it, and, I, and I'm taking up wrong every time I say it, but you are, I had a fear of my father and my mother by times, by the way, too, can I just say. Yeah. But it was yeah. a healthy fear. I still love yeah. them. And I still yeah. respected them. It was a respectful fear. You should yeah. still have a fear of the authority of your parents. In other words, what I would say to a child is, don't put anything on your phone at the age of 12, 13 and 14. Don't yeah. be putting that on your phone that you wouldn't want me to see. In other yeah, words, exactly. if you, as you're typing, think to yourself, would my mother approve of this? Would my father approve of this? And if you think for one minute that they wouldn't, well, then don't type it. Yeah, because be, like, what you're being there is that you're, you're not being an inquisitive, nosy parent. You're being the parent that is explaining to the child, don't put stuff like that on your phone. That'll only get out there and everybody will see a bit. You know, and and that, that's the kind of the way you're saying to the child, you're putting the thought in their mind, kind of going, oh, jeez, no, I better not do that. And, and I agree with you, like, the, my children don't fear me, but they know that if they do something wrong... They've got you to deal with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I will yeah. let them know. I'll let them know. And I think this this thing of, I'll let them off, let them off, let them be, you know... <laughs> Yes, uh, certain things, but I think at a, at a stage you have to step back and be the parent. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. you just can't let them run free and do what you want because no, I'm not saying every kid is bad or every kid is good, but, you know... But they all have the potential to get themselves into trouble. Yes, yeah, teenagers, absolutely. Teenagers, Niall, and we've been there and we know what it was like. Okay, listen, Robbie, I've run out of time, unfortunately. Hi, Niall. I was talking to a parent just last Friday. Um, uh, she look, looked at her 12-year-old's phone and was shocked. Uh, they had been looking at porn and conversation, conversations with an older man on a website called Omega. Uh, no restrictions on this site, and a lot of his friends were on it too. School was informed, and the phone has been confiscated for the moment. She doesn't know what to do. Kids get phones way too young, says Tina. And I couldn't agree with you more, Tina. What a shocking, shocking story. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.